Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. First, a reminder that you're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys, the Giants podcast for the Giants fan, by the Giants fan. We come at you twice a week, and we invite you to rate, review, and subscribe. Okay, so Gabe Kapler comes on after the victory, and it was one of the questions. I mean, I heard you guys talking about it in the morning, so I made absolute sure that we asked Gabe uh, when he came on later in the day. And I said, okay, Gabe, tell me, is there any thought with the way that Joey is hitting about moving him to a higher leverage spot in the order? I think it's always worth consideration. I think the flip side of that is do you want to you know, move a guy up, maybe apply a tiny bit more you know, pressure, or do you want to kind of leave him alone and let him succeed and thrive where he is? You know, you're not going to move him much up in the lineup because I wonder if you're, if, as a right-handed hitter, if you're going to like pop him above a guy like Flo or Longo or Estrada, you know, the way you know, they've been swinging the bats as well. Maybe it's just that you let Joey have the success that he's having and, and try to build on it. But I think it's always worth considering to answer your question directly. Okay, so you tell me, do you buy the idea of if it ain't broke, don't fix it, or does he need to change because he's got a consistent run going? Well, it's an interesting way of phrasing it, the way he put it, because, you know, would he bat in front of Estrada? Talk about stacking the righties or, I guess, going every other guy being one of the righties because, you know, it depends on who's pitching and how they want to set their lineup It's interesting logic. I personally think it might be overthinking it a little. Like I just, if the guy is, is one of your better hitters, I want him to get half an at bat more per time he gets into the game. Like that's the way I'm looking at it. I thought he was going to maybe go, Hey, pitching changes late in games and bullpen and things like that might, might factor in there to their decisions. I'm not thinking that he needs to bat four. I I I think that's too aggressive. He can't bat seventh or eighth. You know, seventh or eighth. I don't think it's that much to ask. And I think the way he phrased it at the front end, going up a tick, to me that means batting in the seven or six spot, not in the three, four, five, which I'm okay with. I mean, he can force this now. When I say he, I'm talking about Joey. Yes. He can force this issue if uh, a real run of dominance continues. But it's funny, I also think this. Like, I likened it in a very, very different way, but there's a piece of it that, that, that's, that's similar um, I was thinking about Joey Bart and and Trey Lance, and that is uh, finding ways with your young players to not make them feel like the weight of the world is on their shoulders. 
Uh, Joey Bart is has been the, the 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 homegrown hope for some time now, and he came up and it looked like it was a total failure. And a lot of people in the first half of this season already gave up on him and thought, so that ain't it. Let's move on to someone else. And there was probably some embarrassment on his part or, or some shame, whatever. You got to go back to the minors and go find your swing and all of this. He comes back and he's having the first sustained successful run in his big league career. Do you immediately want to jump on that and go, okay, you're our guy. Okay, you're, you're a cleanup hitter now. It is, in some ways, one of my concerns with Trey Lance this year. Like, you're replacing a guy who went to the NFC title game two of the last three years. So does that mean the bar is win the Super Bowl or you're a failure? I, I, I'm not sure. But I know that I, I watched the 49er brass taking steps to write our run game. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan said the other day, Trey doesn't make or break us. They're trying to just like ease the pressure yeah. on these young players. So I wonder if there's a piece of it here on, on this where it's like, okay, Joey's finally having a run. Let's let him just experience that for a while before we suddenly say, okay, you're the face of our team. It, look, it's a very fair point. And I guess to a degree, I, I believe in it, but I also think that most of these guys, especially the number two overall pick golden spikes award winner, you got to think, I want to bat in high leverage situations like throughout their entirety of their baseball lives. They've wanted to come up like everyone does in the backyard bases loaded two outs, bottom of the ninth, like everyone visualizes that. And so if I can give him one extra at bat over a three game span, because he's moved up one spot in the order, I mean, I feel like you got to do that if, if he is one of your better ones. But this is all predicated on him continuing to build on what he's doing right now. This could easily go into a one for 22 slump because we've seen that already earlier this year. So I, I, it is delicate. I will grant that. It's easy for me to sit here and say, bat him in the five hole, bat him in the four hole, the three hole. But at some level, I do feel like we're, we're overthinking this thing. An extension of what you're talking about is the other thing we want to play for you from Gabe, which is the platooning and the matchups, he was asked, like, how do you go about deciding the lineup? Because everybody seems like they've been in every position at some point, right? Yaz is batting eighth. He's batting first. He's batting third. It's all over the place. But we also know this staff, like, there's some method to the madness. Like, we know they're thinking about it. So here's what Gabe had to say about how he puts the lineup together. On the surface, it looks like, well, you're lining up your order in, like, oh, you put your best hitter in the three hole, or you put the on-base guy in the in the one, or you put the guy that can move the runner over in, in the two, and I think that's sort of how it's traditionally looked at. But the first thing we're looking at is the relievers in the opposition's bullpen, and when those guys may come into a game to force us or to attempt to force us to make a move, right? Everybody knows based on how we managed our roster last year and how we're managing it this year, that when we have an opportunity to go for it, we're not uncomfortable, you know, using our bench early in the game, sometimes as early as the fifth or the sixth inning, sometimes even before if we think a bullpen game is going to happen on the other side. The lineup construction is more about where their relievers are going to come in and what our lineup is going to look like if and when we pinch it so that we have we make it more difficult for them to match up late in the game and so that let's say a team has a a left-handed closer by way of example this is just an example like like Josh Hader 
that he's not going to pick off a string of four left-handed hitters in a row. We know that platoon advantages are real in this game. They're very dependable. They're very predictable over a long period of time. And so we're just trying to combat that and make it a little bit more difficult for opposing managers to match up late in games. Okay, I thought this was an interesting answer. What Gabe is essentially saying, when we put our lineup together, the first thing we're thinking about is the other team's bullpen. So while we're sitting here going, okay, first inning, who's first, second, and third? Let's get him an extra at bat. They're thinking about the sixth and the seventh inning and when the likelihood is that the other team's going to make a move. What's their preparation for that? I, I, I mean, again, this is this is the advanced way that a lot of teams look at it right now. You can accept it or deny it, but th- I mean, that's the first time I've heard them say when we build a lineup, we're we're, we're basically projecting to the end of the game rather than the beginning. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I think this is one of the most fascinating things I've ever heard from them, like just in general. Yeah. Here's the thing that I'm questioning. Would they use the same methodology if they had, let's just say hypothetically, a Dodger-like lineup that is almost set in stone? Right. Because I do believe on some level and I credit Gabe for this and the entire staff, they're not even in this position above 500 right now without all the tinkering and all the playing of the matchups, because I just don't think their roster is good enough. At least whatever you would think their everyday roster to be. The other side of me goes, God, so you're really worried about getting to the soft underbelly of this team in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning but I think you're totally omitting the two and three times through the lineup that precede that. Now, granted, most people would say it's softer in the bullpen than it is in most teams starting rotations, right? Because most guys out of bullpens are flame out starters or whatever. Like just looking at it from that perspective, it just feels like, for example, last night, uh, what's his face? Logan uh, uh, Lamont Wade was batting ninth and he came around multiple times through the lineup against Merrill Kelly. Then late in the game, they pinch hit Slater because Mantiply, Mantiply, whatever the guy's name is, the lefty came up and I'm saying to myself, well, okay, what would have happened in this scenario if they would have touched up Merrill Kelly earlier in the game? Would you still have gone to Slater no matter what the lefty situation was? I'm just I, asking I'm, out loud. I don't yeah, even know. I, I mean, obviously you don't, you don't know. I do think that um, I, I, the game situation is going to dictate in, in, in on some level, what you do, what decisions mm-hmm. you make later, because you can't predict what's going to happen in the first five to six innings. Um, but you can be ready for the back half of the game in a way uh, that suggests like, yeah, that's the more important half of the game. And uh, they've been good, right? Mark, yeah. to defend them. If you look just over the last two years, I feel like their late game pinch hitting has worked way more than it hasn't oh, yeah. over the last couple. If you just contrast it from the last couple of years. So I want to give them credit. Totally. 
Here's where it gets real tricky for me. And, and again, you got to get to the playoffs for this to even be a factor. When you get to the playoffs and you see what the Dodgers did regarding the, the back and forth with the starter, you know, the opener guy, and then we're going to go to Urias and you start to pluck different guys out of the lineup early on. It does limit your options later in the game when a guy only gets one or two at bats and he's subbed out in the fourth inning. Right. So totally. It, I think it works better throughout the, the regular season, the long body of work. I'm not sure if it's a great strategy for a postseason series. Um, I'll agree with you. I also think it, it, hidden in his answer is an admission to what you're talking about. Which is you why. asked, well, well, would you would you do this if you had a Dodgers type lineup? If you had players like yeah, that, yeah. I'm going to unequivocally say no. You wouldn't, and neither would they. That is my belief. He said at one point, this is how we did the lineup last year and how we're doing it this year, which tells me there's an openness to maybe do it differently (laughs) if the roster were constructed differently. If they had acquired Juan Soto, they're not batting him seventh. No. And they're certainly not pinch hitting for him with slates in the seventh inning if a left-handed pitcher comes up. So – it is a matter of getting those guys, which gets us back to the conversation we've been having for a while. Just how do you get those guys? I know. And well, pretty soon, whether it's from their system or not, they're going to have to go get some of those guys. No, no doubt. And when they had Buster Posey, they didn't move him around very often. Nope. I mean, he was pretty much in the middle of that order unless he had an off day. And then they would systematically use him as a pinch hitter. But for the most part, it was Posey's going to play. You know what I mean? For the most part. So I, I do agree with that. I do, though. I conceptually struggle with working backwards the way they have, because to me, that tells me we're putting so much emphasis on late game situations. When I've watched this team through the first five innings of games, have opportunities to take yeah. out pitchers early in games. Tyler Beatty's a great example earlier in this in this week, and and they don't strike on these opportunities. And it feels like we're waiting, we're waiting to pull our card. Well, you might fall down six one, and that card can't ever reveal itself. They, they might, except for I think their philosophy is the strength of our team is the starting rotation yeah so we're gonna bet on those starters keeping us in the game for the first six innings and True. then we'll go and then we'll go from there True. I, I mean i think again you can argue with any of this stuff i think that that's their philosophy and that was an interesting way uh for him to describe it in a way that i i hadn't heard before so me neither um 